Hey, it's Slowdown producer Micah. What poems have helped you slow down, have made you stop and reflect? We want you to send us your selections for a series of upcoming episodes. Head to slowdownshow.org community to submit, or go to our Instagram at slowdownshow to find out more. I'm Major Jackson, and this is The Slowdown. One of the great difficulties of being a writer is choosing from amidst the density and sprawl of the world around us, trying to decide what particular images I should focus my efforts on when evoking life for a reader. Not all poetry has to do this work, but how gratifying when a poem anchors us. The intensity of seeing and the process of selecting is a marker of a poet's personality and a crucial aspect of their vision, especially as we try to assign meaning. Isn't that the crucial work of writing too? Well, even of living, meaning. Even if we grasp it for a moment, Clarity and insight are fleeting. This is why Robert Frost referred to poetry as a momentary stay against confusion. Emphasis on momentary. So, for example, today, I'm writing this episode from my home in Vermont while looking out my window. Right now, the forest floor is covered with decayed leaves, and the fog is beginning to engulf the detritus, I can still see ash and charred wood in a fire pit from a small bonfire, evidence of an impromptu gathering with friends this fall. Denuded saplings stand erect like thin soldiers, and branches point in every direction. They make a haphazard mesh of my sight. Abandoned nests lodge in the crooks of tree limbs, little patches of snow that survived the rains from several days ago linger. It is a typical winter day. Diffuse light makes everything around me a washed-out gray. The only green in sight is on moss-covered mountain boulders and a few evergreen pines, which, from a distance, is more black than green. I want to find images or symbols that can make meaning from the scene before me, something to illumine the unknown but there isn't one answer. The practice itself is the magic. Today's poem replicates the repetition and lucidity of patterns found in nature. It renders palpable the act of the imagination so that we feel the motion of thought because thinking is feeling. What I also enjoy about this poem is how it finds the consolation of what exists before us rather than what eludes us. Fragment, Stone, by Anne Lauterbach. What has a soul or pain to do with a stone? Ludwig Wittgenstein. You could walk not far through the grass to the shed barefoot, restless eye landing on distance, There, not far. 
You could walk looking down at various grasses, weeds, clover along the way, your toes in the green, the undersides of your feet, the cool damp. Where is significance, you think, as you imagine walking across grass to the shed barefoot? What counts here? Does anything count on the short walk while looking down and then over, then up at the catbird and the lilac where there are now dry brown sprays? At the robin hopping in the grass over there, what counts, you ask? Incredulous at the pace, not your pace, the pace of time, as if rolling downhill, gathering speed wound around itself like giant twine, but invisible, so not present in the sense of seeing, the way you assign to the visible presence, even as what is on your mind as you walk across the grass toward the shed is invisible names, their persons, hunger, mistakes, the lost, and the recently slaughtered because of words believed by the hopeless lost from view, tossed into the past like a weed, a rind, a stone found in grass. So find solace in the particular single crow high in the dead ash. It's one note cry, sky, pale blue, low light sliding across wires. Tufia. The Slowdown is a production of American Public Media in partnership with the Poetry Foundation. This project is also supported in part by the National Endowment for the Arts on the web at arts.gov. To get a poem delivered to you daily, go to slowdownshow.org and sign up for our newsletter. And find us on Instagram and Twitter at Slowdown Show. Thank you.